This is it, episode 198. Holy we are cow. almost at uh, 199. No, we're almost at 200 as well, which means, uh, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like a big number, a big round number. This is No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play their music, your music there at the beginning. This is, uh, we could say, kind of a part two from this week. I just uh, recorded one with Kevin Bozeman and Mary Mack. They're part of Crash and Burn. Now the other two, the other half of Crash and Burn, including the man behind it all, it's Tim Slagle and David Crow, and we are here. Hey. Doing yeah, it. Yeah, you heard Crash, now it's time to hear Burn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> burn. <laughs> well, the most obvious question we have to start with is how was the first night of Crash and Burn with your first night of 20 minutes of brand new stuff i think i i, I think and i hate to i hate to dismiss the other four this is five did we mention this is five this is i don't know if year? i did last time yeah five this, crash this and number burn five, five. Uh, uh the last four uh, i i don't want to discount them because they were all great shows but this one the audience was it was it was unbelievable it, it, it's uh the 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 club was packed to the rafters nice and uh they were all they were all in on it except for uh, one woman with a uh, birthday cake hat. Yeah, that was mentioned uh, with Kevin and Mary. <laughs> birthday hat gal. Yeah. Oh great. On a oh great. It's a, it's her it's her Warhol fifteen going on right here. She's gonna listen to the Acme <laughs> podcast. That was me. That was my hat. See, that was my hat. Yeah. Um, hey, I'll tell you what. If you want a chance of getting men- mentioned on a podcast, make a scene on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> You may get mentioned. It may not be. It also may not be complimentary, but that's all part of it. So yeah, it's five. Last night, like for you personally, with your stuff, how, how did you feel with it? Uh, I was actually shocked. I didn't think I had any material. There was there was one other show when it, where I came woefully unprepared to the to the Crash and Burn series, and uh, uh, I it just did not work out well for me. I did not walk away with more than a line or two. And I thought this week was going to be the same thing. And okay. I, I was shocked. I had some, I, I, I had stuff I didn't even get to. I had, pe- I left people unoffended. What? Yeah, I know. Well, you'll take care of that tonight, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, no, you do sort of have an advantage over the other three people in that you've done this. Yeah. Multiple times, yeah. At least it, the five times here, yeah. It's it, it's getting to be pretty rote almost. It, 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 it's I've actually uh, uh, I collect I collect lines throughout the year and then and then and then compile them in time uh, for for crash and burn and then hey, still have a little bit of room for other topics that I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, uh, this week, uh, th- this week, of course, is the uh, uh, men in, in the ladies' room. Is uh, <laughs> yeah, is where I'm where I'm centering on this week. Uh huh. That, that's in the news. Yeah, and and, and basically, you know, you know, my attitude, it does not discriminate against transgenders. It discriminates against bad transgenders Mm. Mm -hmm. because if you can pull it off, so to speak, um, you can use the ladies room, so to speak. (laughs) And that's the way it's always been. (laughs) You can pull it off. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't even have to, you know, it sounds like it doesn't even have to be an operation. Okay. There does right. not even have to be an operation involved. Caitlyn Jenner, the only thing she's had, she can use the ladies' room, and the only thing she's had cut is her paycheck. <laughs> and any of the pervs that want to go into the ladies' room in disguise, I think I'll be sorely disappointed. Yeah. Because uh-huh. uh, all the stalls have doors. You're only going to be watching ladies wash their hands, which, unless you're an, 
obsessive compulsive and get turned on by that, really, why do you want yeah, to watch that... people wash your hands? OCD right? would be the uh, right. the fetish, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Look at them all just under, scrubbing you are, away. You are underestimating. <laughs> are those the, automatic the, the, sensors? You are underestimating the American pervert. Probably. People buy soiled panties. Hey, actually, it's not just American. Uh, first time I ever went to Europe, I was in ninth grade, got off plane with family, mm-hmm. dad, mom, sisters, brothers, got off the plane, rented car. We're driving north because my relatives live in the Midlands, so we're going from uh, Gatwick up north, just meh, about three hours. We stop. We're hungry. There's a pub. It's a Sunday. Beautiful day. Lawn outside the pub. People are dying in the pub. We go sit down, find a little place to sit in the grass. Waiter comes over. Would you like something? Sure. Okay, I haven't been on with my feet on European soil for more than maybe... 10 minutes total mm-hmm. and uh, mommy i gotta go mom i gotta go to the bathroom okay where are the bathrooms right there behind the pub walk in walk up to urinal i'm peeing some guy walks up right next to me and he's not doing the normal peeing stance motion thing something looks a little weird out of the corner of my eye I, like he's got a bit I, of a palsy I, I look over yeah and there's this middle-aged guy i'm in ninth grade staring at me masturbating as what? i pee whoa yeah whoa, whoa. whoa. back to america <laughs> <laughs> you know how you anticipate a story and like, I wonder if where this is going. I'm going to try and guess where this is going. I didn't. Yeah, nope, I didn't, didn't see that. See that. Oh, that's if what I'm saying. Maybe it was, maybe it was just a bit of a palsy. Maybe the guy had Parkinson's. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was the only time in my life I was able to cut it off. I mean, cut the pee off and just leave, which I did. I just <laughs> midstream. Go. I wish I'd sort of turned and just put the fire out on him. Just peed all over. Him. Surprise! <laughs> did you go back and tell your family, or did you no, keep that no. secret? No, no. I swear, stuff like that. I just kind of kept has that been secret? Has that been secret till this moment? I, I think it has. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But made an impression. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. So, David, have you ever done anything like crash and burn before? We know Tim's story. Oh, actually, I got the I got the tag on that. Okay, it was it was pretty disturbing because uh, you know I was in England. He wasn't he wasn't circumcised. Hey, I didn't check. <laughs> no yep. one looks circumcised with full-on bonage. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what? Turtleneck, that's what they call that. I've never done one of these proper, but uh, but I was signed up to do this in Dece- December, I think, is when we put the list together, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I knew I was going to do this, and I found myself... In Antarctica in January, doing a cruise, mm-hmm. and uh, the cruise director. It's a long. Once you're in Antarctica, they and you do your show. They you can't fly home. You're sort of on the ship until they get back to South America, where there's an airport. So, sure, okay. So I did my show, and then I was just kind of hanging out on the ship watching Antarctica stuff. And the cruise director said, "You want to do a be a part of the variety show that we're going to have." And uh, at the end of the week, and I, th- he said, you'll just do 20 minutes, which is what we're doing here, yeah. 20 minutes. So I thought, you know, in the spirit of Crash and Burn, I would like to be part of your variety show. And I challenged myself to write 20 minutes exclusively new material on Antarctica. Whoa. So, which, when, and then I performed it on the, on the ship, and uh, everything went great. So... That was my warm up for this. Sure. Is it a variety show like with the uh Oh, there was a there was a singer and a, a musician and then me, you know, little it's just in the theater on the ship. It, employees that are working on the ship or No, no, no. Just, it's uh, for the passengers. Oh, for the passengers. See, you're you're stuck with the people on the ship. The entertainers on the ship have to be there for 10 days sure. because you're going down to Antarctica and back. So, it's kind of nice if they can use you more than once. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their way of doing that. So how much Antarctica stuff are you doing uh, tonight? None. <laughs> I, and I found out that uh, the reason it worked down there is because it was so relevant. 
Right, right. It, we had all been through this experience. And how many people yeah. here? How many people here been to Antarctica? <laughs> but I, oh, oh, I guess I'm going to scratch that twenty minutes. <laughs> so uh, it was it was exciting though. It was fun to write it, rehearse it, and then go up and just do it first time in front of a full theater. Uh, but it gave me a, a much more confidence for this week and just just a better feeling about this week. It's, oh, okay. I, I got my, I got this handled. This so when great. you showed up yesterday, what, what was on your mind? Like, what did you have prepared? You know? Well, originally I was going to do a long story with a bunch of little asides in it, but I, I don't quite have the story ready. Okay. Meaning it was way too long and involved. And uh, so, so I did a little bit of the last minute in the green room. You know what? I just need to put together a bit list which is what comics normally do anyway. They don't attach things together. They just kind of, here's a subject, here's a subject, here's a subject. Sure. So I just did that, and then we we were able to have a little music stand on stage with some notes on it, so oh, I yeah. didn't have to memorize anything. Yeah, we were right behind Tim there. Right? So it was great. What I found interesting about the show last night for everybody was there were a lot of moments where something that, that the comic didn't think was that funny that just killed. And you, you, could, you had that pleasant surprise of, oh... Wow, I guess that is good. And then more, more of that than I thought that would be hilarious, and no one laughed. There, okay. wasn't, there wasn't very much of that at all. But, uh, but there were a lot of moments of, wow, that's a keeper. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's great. Uh, like Tim, Tim had a joke about the, the, uh, the parade makers. The, oh, yeah, the, uh, uh, that uh, the, they now have gay, celebrate ta- gay pride in Cuba. Uh, the parades aren't that good because all the talented float builders are Americans now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just got this sort of slow burn, and then people were up. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. Um, I haven't seen you in a while, David. Have you been – so where else have you been recently? Uh, you know, I, I had a cruise ship agent call uh, last year and got, got me some of those gigs, so I've been kind of – gallivanting around the world a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I guess I kind of knew that. I, you have... Uh, yeah. Being face, being social media friends with you, I think I follow you on yeah. Facebook, yeah. Uh, you always have some pictures from some exotic location. Yeah, I just got... In fact, I just did a Florida over to Madeira, which is a Portuguese island off the coast of Africa, and it's the island Columbus sailed from. Oh, wow. And I'm a very good tourist. I like going out there and doing things that I can't do at home. So... I don't know why I do this. I don't even choose to do things I like. I tend to choose to do things that I have to do now and can't do later. So For example? I rarely watch DVDs or videos or anything because that's always going to be there later. Mm-hmm. So, but, but this was a no-brainer. I was walking into Madeira because I was flying out later that day, and somebody had built an exact replica of the Santa Maria, the, Columbus, the boat Columbus sailed from, from Madeira to discover America. And... Uh, and you could, for 30 bucks, you could go sail on this thing for three hours. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I did that. And it was absolutely spectacular. And if you want the same experience but can't get to Madeira, just uh, take a bathtub, put it in the lake, <laughs> <laughs> and just sit there with a pillowcase above your head. Because that's about what it felt like. They, it was really? so wobbly. The guys who did this were Teflon coated, I swear to you. They were to go in that little thing out across and into unknown it. oceans. Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. And you have to like people. Sailors had to be people people because they lived on top of each other. Literally, you're all piled together. I suppose. Well, I watched that. Uh, what, what's the show with the uh, the 
the uh, Alaskan um, fish. Uh, oh, the deadliest cat. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys get out each other's nerves quite a bit. Yeah, they're only out for a couple weeks, and they know they, 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 they've yeah. got a calendar. They know exactly how long they're going to be out. You know, it's not like that's it's true. not like we're just getting in a boat, and hopefully we're we'll gonna... eventually find land. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a big that's a big boat, and a, a few crew members. That's yeah. true. You got a radio, got yeah. a, a television, you got hot meals, yeah, coffee, got, yeah, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they argue so much because they're not people. People. That's why they become crab fish. Yeah, so. you're you're probably right. Yeah. Um, if something I wanted to ask you guys. This is um, and I'm gonna tie it in with this. There was a story I heard earlier this week about the NHL playoffs or the hockey playoffs going on right now. Some reporter, I think it was in New York, uh, media guy was in the locker room and he stepped on the hockey team's logo that was on the carpet in the locker room. And apparently there's this unwritten rule that if the logo is on the carpet, you're just supposed to walk around it and not touch it. So this one hockey player went off on this media guy. And all, so now this week, all these, you know, these old timers like, it's stupid. If, you know, if they respect it that much, put it on the wall. Yeah. Don't put it on the floor. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but what I'm getting to is, are there unwritten rules of comedy like that, that, uh, well, you know, if somebody, somebody young makes a mistake and they're like, yeah, well, you know what? They should have known better. Uh, yeah, you don't uh, don't be chatting in the green room with comics. That, you know, if you're all three of you doing a show, uh, don't be having a conversation in the green room. Say Tim and I are in the green room before the show. We're talking, we're yucking it up, we're having a good time. Tim, Tim says something hilarious. We all laugh at it, and then I go out on stage before him and say his thing that he said in the green room, even if he wasn't going to use it or say it. It's his. Yeah, it's uh, so that's this kind of. That's a good point. Thing that you run into sometimes, or even if I don't quote him, but I just take the subject that he used and sort of burn the subject. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a that's an unwritten rule, and it's nothing comics really talk about. But you sort of can't believe it when someone does it, and it does happen. You go, "What are you thinking?" Well, you, so well, I didn't know. What do you mean you didn't know? <laughs> You're. I gotta believe it's usually younger people. Very, it's yeah. always, yeah, yeah. always, yeah. yeah. Any Tim? You got no. That's a that's a good one. I, I I didn't think there was I didn't think there was any rules like that. But yeah, it's definitely Kevin definitely, did it to me last night. So I. Just <laughs> 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 Funny he didn't mention that when we were talking an hour ago. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, he's here. That's right. Shoot. <laughs> oh. The... <laughs> Well, this is a little bit different too. I mean, because we're feeding each other lines. That's true. And I mean, I mean honestly, you guys are working together. Then yeah. afterwards, uh, yeah. comparing notes and whatnot. Here's an unwritten rule: uh, headliner usually pays for gas. <laughs> yeah, sort of an unwritten rule, I suppose. Headline- wow, you work with better headliners than <laughs> I do. <laughs> Especially if you're driving the feet the the feature axe car. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> If you're driving the headliner's car, then maybe you share gas a little bit. But. I was saying uh, during uh, when I was recording with Kevin and Mary that, uh, Tim, you're always such a good podcast guest because you're so caught up on current events. Just like you said that, uh, you know, that some of your new jokes are about uh, bathrooms, gender, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went, uh, I was on your website and I saw, and you 
continue to be up to date. I saw your thing about, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that now, just briefly, the uh, comic. The Ralphie May yeah. controversy? You wanna, oh my gosh, yeah. Want to talk uh, about that briefly? Yeah, I've been talking about it for two for, for a week now. Why not? <laughs> Why I'm, not once I'm more? I'm talkable. I, topical. I, I, I talked about Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't been on as many times as Tim has, though. That's the only difference. That's what I'm drawing from. Okay. Well, if you have me on more, I'll work my way from Columbus up to this century. Yeah, it's kind electricity. of electricity. It's, it's it's kind of funny. I've been I've been really able to nicely coattail on the back of Ralphie May's tragedy. Yeah. I mean he he lost he lost several you know lucrative theater dates around uh, around Minnesota mm-hmm. and the Dakotas and. Uh, I've just I've been getting nothing but press out of it, <laughs> and and all I did was uh, say if if you if a comic offends you, don't go to see his show, and, and if you're in his show and it offends you, uh, don't laugh mm-hmm. because uh, you know there's nothing the, as far as being a comic it's immediate. If you say something you shouldn't have said, the audience is going to let you know right away, and, and it's uh, you know and if they're laughing, well, well so what. You know what? Why should that bug you? Why should that bug somebody on the outside of the theater that that, that people are laughing at their expense? Mm-hmm. Right, because it bugs me. Well, a lot of what goes on in churches, but I don't know. I, don't, I haven't had no luck in banning churches. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I know. I know. That's where the problem is. I can't yeah. argue with you there. No, that's a, that. That is an absolutely <laughs> good point. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's. Uh, uh, there is a lot of nonsense going and on. And especially in Ralphie May's case, where apparently uh, they edited out the whole setup. So uh, so people didn't know he was playing the dumb guy. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, sort of like watching uh, The Life of Brian, but missing the part where Brian is born next to Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Right? And you actually take the whole thing seriously. Well, well that will well, well, actually... Monty Python it, reference from a long time ago. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I was going to join in on the, okay. the, the Monty Python reference. Actually, their original intention, what it, was gonna, it was supposed to be the life of Jesus. It, it, it actually was. And they, just, just, for, just for saying we're working on this, we're working on this really funny script about Jesus, that caused, that caused such outrage. Right. That they, that they actually changed. Well, no, it's a guy with a very similar background right. to Jesus. No, it was supposed to be. Originally, it was supposed was to be. Was it really? Well, yeah. it's oh, better yeah. this way. It's better. One yeah. step away, it's yeah. very funnier. Yeah. yeah. The, the inadvertent savior. What? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think this thing with Ralphie May, that, that, may, that, uh, that then comics should be more concerned, or maybe they already are, I don't know, uh, about what of theirs is online and available? You know, I mean, yeah, this you, thing that he's getting that got heat for was not fresh. Yeah, old. no. Well, that's that's the downside. That's the downside of social media and giving everybody tape recorders and video cameras uh, uh, on their phone. I mean that's the downside now. If you you know if we want, we can essentially chill com- comedy, you know, because there there is no there is nothing funny without a victim. Every every type everything has to have the only the only victimless uh, comedy is when you're doing the dumb guy when you're when, when you actually become the victim. And, and, and every other com- comedy. It, all comedy has a victim, but 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 that's the only one that's not going to offend someone else somewhere. You know, and so it's it is absolutely impossible to, uh, 
you know, even the mime, even the mime, he's stuck in a box. He's imitating a guy stuck in the box. Well, well that's that's got to be offensive to people who actually have been stuck in boxes. Yeah. <laughs> claustrophobics hate that bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's horrible. You're making fun of claustrophobics. You're saying you're making a statement saying that their their phobia is imaginary. Do you? Th- I've wondered now. Do you, someone with claustrophobia have they ever had a panic attack watching a mime get out of a box? <laughs> Just t- go at him with a hammer to break that box. Or I'm something. gonna get you out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tim Slagle, how are things going this year for you? With the uh, you're enjoying the polit- the presidential. Uh- you know, it's uh, uh, you know everyone's saying, "Oh my God, it must be it must be great this year for you." And, and unfortunately, it's it's been a bit of a challenge because because the, uh, the 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 so far the campaign has been so naturally funny on its own that it really that it really has notched it up a level. It even has my attention. It doesn't require interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, that's that's actually the fun part about it. You know, is, is that is that you know most of the time it, it doing political comedy. There's no accessibility, but the but this year everybody is everybody's watching it. It's a, it's ne- I don't think ever in history has there been a, a, a presidential campaign, or, or at least not recent history, where we're going into the we're going into the convention quite possibly with no nominees in either party. Is that there's a really good chance that both nominees are going to be selected at the convention? What I find fascinating is because we've had to watch so much of it and it's gone on so long and it is such a rubbernecking experience, we are actually all learning just how rigged the whole primary process really is and how it's really controlled by these unelected party bosses in every region and every state. Nobody had any idea. Why the hell is California and New York not? Further, uh, much further, uh, earlier in the in the process. Why does why do Iowa and Vermont get a say, and California and New York rarely do? That doesn't make any sense. Well, no, it does make sense because what? because otherwise, otherwise it'd be uh, uh, in February we have the New York primary, we have the California primary, we have the Florida primary. Elections over. That's it, and that's like, and people in Iowa and New Hampshire. Hey, hey, what about but, us? But 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 Hillary was claiming these this great string of victories, but she they were all red states, states that won't vote for her in the general election anyway. She's saying, oh, I won this state, this state, this state, and those states haven't voted for a Democrat for president in decades. But but still, it made her look like she was the 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 the, the uh, candidate of choice, right? Now, when you're when you've been doing all this traveling on yeah. uh, the cruise ships and in other countries and continents and everything, are you getting uh, like Trump's name must come up all the time when people find out you're American? Yeah, it's the same old thing. It's 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 uh, Trump is just a version more severe than how people felt about George W. Bush. When you'd go to other countries, people looked at Bush as if he was a little bit of a prune brain and kind of scary and a little too. Uh, indelicate to hold the office, and and now he looks like a refined gentleman compared to Trump. <laughs> At least the way Trump speaks. We were talking about this last night. That uh, I think I think Trump he's never run for office before, right? So this is all new to him. So he, in a way, is like someone trying to learn stand up. And when you're in your your early months of stand up, your early even years of stand up, when you say something that gets an applause break, 
you keep it. You don't worry about what that thing yeah, means. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. You don't, any, I don't do that anymore, David. If I say something that says a clap rack, I go, "No, that was a cheap clap rack." Right. I'm, I'm taking that out of my. No. <laughs> I'm never going to say that again, folks. I've used that before. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was just in my childhood that I did that. <laughs> well, so, so my point is with Trump is that yeah. uh, his whole platform has been based on things that got applause mm-hmm. breaks. He never wanted to have his slogan be uh, "We're Make a Great America Great Again," but he said it. People applauded. He's a beginner. He's a beginner public speaker. Whoa! Let's put that on a hat and sell it after shows. Yeah. Right? Then the next thing he says is, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, we're going to make America win again, and then the Mexicans are sending us their rapists. I mean, what? None of this the stuff hat, makes the hat, any was, sense. the hat was really no. clever. It, 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 yeah. It's actually the hat. It's it, you know because you look at it, and go, oh, he make America great again. He's selling the hat. That's why he's wearing it. No, it's not why he's wearing the hat. He was doing a lot of outdoor appearances. Right, he's and photographers were waiting for the wind to catch that <laughs> right. over, and that was like a real popular thing for a while. To, to, so, so that's that's basically why he's wearing the hat is to keep. That it's down. harder to get print on a hairnet yeah. or a bandana. <laughs> I, know. Well, I don't know. Actually, a hairnet he might might actually do him good in some neighborhoods. That's true. Or he's yeah. not polling so well no, no right kidding. now. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you want the urban vote or not? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I was just comparing him to the feature act who sells bumper stickers after shows, right? <laughs> he comes up with a hat. This will be great. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Says the guy, says the guy with the T-shirt that's available after the show. Wh- which one of you? <laughs> Is that the one you're selling? I don't. I just, I did it once. Oh, so I'm confused now. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> I uh, I have a list of some names. Uh, do you pay attention to uh, celebrity endorsements, either of you? Probably um, not that I try to, but sometimes you can't help. You mean it. as far as candidates? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you know that's really. I, you know, I, I don't care who George Clooney supports. You know, I, I find it interesting that Clooney and Ruffalo, I always sort of, Mark Ruffalo supports Bernie, Clooney supports Hillary. Mm-hmm. And and to me, they've always kind of been the same actor, but just Mark Ruffalo is sort of the New York version of George Clooney. Huh. So I find it interesting that they're both That's side by side to- with these candidates. Yeah. <laughs> did that to differentiate themselves? Well, I'm going to throw in a couple of names here. Just and I want you to explain why they would be uh, supporting a certain person. Okay. All right. How about we'll do it that way? Uh, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the NBA Hall of Famer. Do you know who he is endorsed and has endorsed? Uh, Hillary, just a guess. Bernie I, Sanders. Huh. Okay. Were you going to say that? Did yeah, because yes? he because uh, he was a big. Uh, he's into martial arts and Buddhism and all that kind of stuff. So I could see him doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, he's a Muslim though. <laughs> Is right? he? Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Abdul used to be. Jabbar. Yeah, that's right. Used to be what Alton Cassius Clay or something like that. Alton, that was Muhammad Alton Ali. Lister. <laughs> Alton Alice Al Cinder. Lou Al Cinder. Lou Al Cinder. Yes, good. We got it. We got it. Um, how about? Let's see. Dennis Rodman. Hmm. Trump. Trump, yes. Yes. Trump, really? Mm -hmm. Well, Dennis Rodman is a cult of personality, like Trump. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, How about, (laughs) here's one from your neck of the woods, um, Tim. Mike Ditka. Uh, Trump? Yeah, he's a Trump guy as well. I think Trump, yeah. Yeah. 
Probably the hard. The, uh, I thought it was a trick question. That no. was an easy answer. Yeah, he's definitely well, Trump. He's definitely, definitely Trump. Yeah. Follow your heart there. Yeah, because because uh, because Trump is kind of a Trump is kind of like an old school Democrat. If you really look at what he supports and stuff, he, he, he if if he was like in the sixties, he, he'd be he'd be running as a Democrat, like as a, a as a uh, Richard Daley Democrat. You know, and that's and that's kind of yeah. So is Ditka. Ditka's an old Chicago Democrat, old school Chicago Democrat. Does he still have restaurants on the side? Does he still have restaurants in Chicago? Boy, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I uh, uh, possibly. Yeah. We'll move on to something else here. Another thing I saw on your website that I thought was really funny was uh, humorless Germans. <laughs> Will you please expound on that? Well, uh, right now, right now, there's a there's a guy who made fun of the Turkish president. I think is it, I don't know if it's a president or prime minister. Uh, uh, made fun of him and, uh, on television, and they pulled his show off the air. And he's facing criminal prosecution. Where does he live? Germany. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, there was a law passed in Germany in 1871 that forbids. Uh, German citizens were making fun of dignitaries from other nations. And, and it's still on the books. And, and apparently, it's still an act of law. And, and the, 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 the courts have agreed. Uh, Merkel at, at first was saying, uh, well, yeah, you know, we, gotta, we must obey the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am just a good soldier. <laughs> but, you know, when, they, when she started getting, getting grief about it, she, she, she kind of backed down and said, well, maybe we should work to get rid of the law. But, but yeah, but it's going forward. The, the, the hmm. courts are going to prosecute him for making – and the show is still off the air, and, and it's uh, – um, Somebody pointed out the the, the 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 incident I made the joke I made fun of in the in the blog article was the old joke is how many Germans does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, one, we are efficient and we have no humor. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but 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 someone else pointed out to me. Someone sent a comment. They said uh, that Robert Williams once said that Germans are humorless because they killed all the funny ones. Oh. <laughs> I didn't read that one. Yeah, that wasn't that was. It was just somebody sent me an email. With oh, that. Okay. I, I didn't put okay. that in their article, and I said, "I wish I would have remembered that." Because yeah, that definitely that's perfect. It is. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, when you start prosecuting people for jokes over 150 years ago, there, there's going to be a tendency for Darwin to take its course. And you know, during the middle of last century, there was there was certainly no humor allowed. No, 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 no. Have you ever? Either guys ever? Uh, performed you know somewhere where they're like all right here's the rules like you're not gonna we don't make fun of this person or uh you know they're yeah, that's called a corporate gig yeah corporate, gig. <laughs> corporate gigs cruise ships those kind of things <laughs> i did a tour uh since i last night i did a tour through germany you did uh, okay uh, it was a armed forces entertainment tour so we were on Mostly military bases, but there are a couple of NATO events and uh, and UN events and things where you got a lot of Europeans there. So uh, I would say it was too, it wasn't too different yeah. from uh, working here. Okay, Lewis, uh, the, the, the proprietor of the club, tells me that uh, that, that he once got a he got a request to book a comic and, and uh, uh, hired a comic, and they said, okay, yeah, they should. They looked at his demo. They said, yeah, this will work. And then they faxed over a list of all the things that he's not allowed to talk about. And it was like like several pages. And Lewis called him back and says, uh, you don't want a comedian. You want a mime. 
that's probably <laughs> accurate. Oh my, oh my. There was a thing I saw the other day, and I want your opinion on this, you two gentlemen. It was a percentage of people that think they're funny. Did you see this? Oh, one? I did not see that. No, I'm, I'm going to find it here. Most comedians think they're not funny, but well, we're trying. Okay, well, now this is not just comedians. This is just you know yeah. everyday uh, you know people. By the way, Tim, have you ever looked? I just came across this. Have you ever, you know, the Urban Dictionary? Have you seen Slagle in the Urban Dictionary? I have not. You know, you're familiar with Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Here's what I did last night. I put in instead of writing your whole name to look for uh, to look for stuff, I just put in Slagle uh-huh. in my first search. Yeah, and it came up on Urban Dictionary it was the number one thing. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read the definition. Oh, okay. This is, of course, this is just user-created. Okay. Slagle, to slide a somewhat sticky object across a flat surface. Tom slaggled his wiener across the countertop. Huh. Tom well, slaggled. Tom slaggled <laughs> his wiener. <laughs> have, have you ever slaggled? Why is his wiener sticky? I, ugh, I don't know. Um... <laughs> but there's also a different one here that says uh, Slagle is a highly intelligent and mechanical mastermind in the amazing world of physics. Huh. Mm. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Is there actually somebody named Slagle? Because I know there's another. I know there's another Tim Slagle that, uh, that, that, that he's like an environmental scientist. That oh. I, that I, I'm sure I've caused. I'm sure his name has right. caused him an enormous amount of grief. <laughs> over, he's been uh, fired many times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that to the, in public. <laughs> you represent the company. You story? didn't tell me you were a denier. <laughs> where is my where is my list here, guys? No, I can't find it. Two thirds of cat owners. No, 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 no. I saw a story that while well, I'm looking for this, I saw. Uh, did they make a big deal out of this? I read it yesterday. Trump's plane, the uh, aviation or whatever, doesn't have a registration. Uh, expired at the end of January. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, I, the FAA. Yeah. He's one of his two pla- apparently he's got a helicopter and a like a small plane and a big plane and these Well, you know, when you're when you're when you're when you're working at making America great, you don't you don't have time to go down to the DMV and make sure your tags are up to date. What is his plane? Is it a 757 or Oh, I don't remember. The big one is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. And he has a helicopter. Yeah. Someday we all need helicopters. He was given he was given helicopter rides. Oh, really? Yeah, he was given helicopter rides. I found my story here. A survey found that 75% of people, this is just people, they're in comics like you guys, 75% of people think they're funny. So that's three out of four. Is that way too high or is that accurate? Yeah, it, but yeah. Uh, I'd say my... they probably are funny to their friends, which is all you really, the only people you really need to be funny to when you're a normal civilian is just your friends. But even that, it's, 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 not, yeah. it's not quite three out of four. There's usually, there's usually one, one uh, comedian for every five guys on the loading dock. Mm-hmm. You know? It, I, I think it, you're it, right. It, it's, uh, it's 20%, I think. And it's, it, it's funny that, uh, yeah, that, that means that there's like 55% of people that, uh, that, that only themselves think are funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here that uh, uh, people who like practical jokes and, quote, bathroom humor are most likely to have a lot of close friends. 
definitely carry the conversation. <laughs> There's a the last when I was down in Antarctica, there were five entertainers, and one of them, thank God, was a comedy magician from England, and he had a line for everything. He never forgot a one-liner. He just and it was great because we didn't really the group didn't really we didn't know each other that well. So whenever there was a little lull in conversation, he would jump right in there and start giving one-liners oh. and telling stories. It was great. You got to have that guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You got to have that guy. You sure. can't have five mousy people sitting around. It says sarcastic and self-deprecating people are the least likely to have a lot of close friends. What do you think? Well, yeah. Where, where does the self-deprecation come from, right? The truth. You are kind of a loser. <laughs> How much of the truth? What are you saying? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are going to die alone and be consumed by your cats. <laughs> uh, women are more likely to say they love comedy movies than men. They're more likely. Um, yeah, but what do they call comedy movies? The Martian. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. There is a there is a a, a, a high la- octane laugh comedy movie right there. Uh, uh, you, you know what? What else? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of something without without using the hack premise of the Notebook. But what the heck? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. another. That's another. You know, they they love the lighthearted romantic comedy. They're not. They don't like the Stooges. They don't. Uh, I thought I saw a train wreck on the airplane the other day. I thought that was pretty funny with mm-hmm. uh, Amy, Amy Schumer, Schumer and who's the guy? What's the guy's name? Uh, uh, b- 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 all I can picture is Colin Quinn, but he's not the male star. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Could have done without the ending where she cries and says she's broken, and then they hug. But up until that point, <laughs> boy, yeah, sure. I did not, sure. I did not, I did not share that. That, oh, that, you didn't that re- it was funny. I did not. I, uh... uh, you know what? You said you saw it on a plane. Yeah, mm. I like that guy. I, I wish I could remember his name. He's hilarious. Maybe it was so, so maybe they cut out all the all the long stretches, and you just got to see the the, the fifteen funny minutes. What are the long stretches? The 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 stuff in between the fifteen oh. funny minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was okay. I, that was one of those where I'd wait, I waited too long to see it, and then I heard people you heard really jokes. liked it. And, yeah. No, I was I, I saw it first. Uh, my niece wanted to see it, and we went to see it, and I just went, "Wow, that's." Uh, well, that's maybe a, not the target market for Harry Bob and Manass. <laughs> <laughs> quote Bill. <laughs> I did see Sisters though. Uh, um, it's uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. I actually found that one funny. Which one is that? I now? found parts of that funny. That's is that the, the one, Tina Fey? Tina Fey, Amy Poehler one. Yeah. Oh, I did find parts of that one. Pete funny. Lee's girlfriend is in that movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He just told me that on the show last week. My favorite comedy ever, though. Sit- well, I guess it's more of a sitcom, but uh, is uh, out of England. It's called The Peep Show. If you've never seen Peep Show, hours and hours of howling. It's absolutely hysterical. Peep Show. Peep Show. Yeah. Have you heard of that, Tim? Nope. No, nope. where would I, where would we find it? Uh, uh, Hulu, Netflix. I'm assuming those kind of places. Um, what it, it, it's about? Two guys just out of college. Well, one's just out of college in his twenties. The other, his roommate, is never went to college. Is sort of a loser. He's a Kramer character. He's in a, a rock band, and but he doesn't really play an instrument. You know, just life works out for the guy, but he's inept. Anyway, the what the gimmick of the show is is that you see the whole show through the viewpoint of those two characters. Okay. So it's all point of view, and then you also hear their inner monologue while they're having these interactions. Oh, okay. And I think for men to have this overeducated private school Brit 
monologue as well as the punk rock band just tripping through life dumb sure. guy monologue yeah, yeah. we all have those two components in our own uh-huh. normal yeah, head it's, yeah it's the angel and the devil yeah, on our shoulders. Yeah. yeah and it is a riot huh. uh, big fan of peep show funniest wow. show i've ever seen huh okay mm-hmm. wow i have uh i have one more off this f- fabulous list i have uh this percentage of people that are afraid of clowns now, I don't even know if clowns should be categorized with uh, funny, but man, that's a whole other topic. But uh, it said 30% of people hmm. are afraid of clowns. How about you two fellas? Uh, Bozo? Did Bozo scare you as a kid, Tim? It, you know, it never, it, it, it never really frightened me, but I never really, uh, I never really enjoyed it. I never really, it's like, oh boy, the clown's on. It's like, oh, oh boy, I'm going to watch the, you know, it, it, it's never... Uh, I, I can kind of understand the fear. There, there, there is something sort of creepy about the uh, about the the, the the people that would paint their their their, their face in such an obscure way and uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know make funny voice make those make that that clown helium voice. Oh. <laughs> make- <laughs> You're making my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of clowns. No. 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 In fact, I'm trying to learn some clown tricks because I I have a six-year-old daughter at home, and it's kind of nice to know how to tie a balloon animal. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. You're absolutely right. I just took my kids to some sort of little festival thing, and the the longest line was for the balloon animals. And stuff like that's really not that hard to learn. No. Can you juggle? I can juggle. Okay, I can I blue animals. I, I'm, I'm learning to make food into all kinds of fun things, so she'll eat it. Yeah, so I so like. If you could tie balloon animals and juggle, you'll always work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never, you'll never, you'll never be without work if, if you've I got can do those, those are two good. things and yeah. be a be a Uber driver. What? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a career. I just turn my phone off, and juggle, get a call, boom. Yeah, right. Drive somebody. Hey, um. Before we're uh, oh yeah we got to cut the shorter you got more stuff to to get to as do I um I want to one more thing about the you know why you guys are why you guys are here crash and burn um people coming back for like a second show during the week That's yeah a, we have that yeah people will do that people will 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 we'll catch two shows in a in, in a week so they can actually see it, it, it it's it's probably an overused uh, metaphor by now. But uh, it, it's kind of like the restaurants where you can see the uh, the chef tossing the pizza dough. Is that you can actually come in a couple times and you get to see the dough be, being made, so that uh, uh, you know exactly you know how the how it got there. Yeah. So people, so come now, come later. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Come tonight, come Saturday, and uh, and see see how it progressed. Yes. Tonight, tonight would be great, and then Saturday. If you come Friday and Saturday, you're not going to. That's see good. That's yeah, that, Or yeah, right. like Saturday eight and then ten thirty is probably kind of come, weird. Come come see me when I'm fifteen, and then when I'm sixteen. <laughs> well, you might actually see a difference between the eight and the ten thirty show. That, that's a. You know, it, oh, I, yeah, I suppose there is, isn't there? Especially if you're amused by dark tragedy. <laughs> Anything else we should mention here? Uh, you guys going on? Anything else going on? We should website timslegel.com. In the oh, the of course the podcast you do with Brian, with Miller. Brian Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now six months at six months in now. Congrats! Thanks. It's uh, uh and pe- people are actually listening to it now. That's uh, that's a, that's that's a shock. I never really, I never really thought that. Uh, you know, that's awesome. Two a week or one a week? 
One a week. Just yeah, one, week. just one short one, three segments, three ten minute segments. So it's 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 a great podcast if you have a short attention span. <laughs> Which most people That's do. Right. And about neither you or Brian uh have any sort of I don't know, speech impediments that uh you don't say it's like and you know I'd and, say uh a lot. I didn't realize yeah. how much I uh but you're until much... until I started editing the podcast. Oh, really? uh, uh, but you have a nice uh, formal <laughs> professional broadcaster approach to the whole thing. I'm not a big fan of the podcast in general, just because uh, I guess I I need my my broadcasters to have a little bit of to to speak to be more articulate than I am. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's like, and then we were like, and then like, and off. I'm like. I can't listen to that. Yeah. I cannot. And it's my thing and I'm but I'm you know I'm embracing that now. I don't feel bad about it. I used to feel like I had I was the one who had an issue and a little but you know no. I don't, I don't have to listen. Uh to that. my wife used a double negative the other night and I and I called her out. Yeah. Ain't no or something like that and I said, "You No. Right. I am not going to be married to someone that uses double negatives. No. Yeah. You can't. You didn't do that before. Don't do don't. No. No, no. I know you're trying to be cute. No, it's sometimes yeah. It's really, that one drives me insane. The ain't no, yes, ain't it's, not or any of that. Stuff. It's really hard to uh, some of those speech patterns and phrases that they get so embedded in who you are at an early age. It's hard to escape them. I have a, I have a friend who got her doctorate, she got PhD in education, and she said she was uh, at a school and some boys were somebody got caught up in a tree and. So she had the boys climb up there, and I don't know what exactly was going on. But the point is, is she, uh, she, she yelled at one of the kids, now huck it down to me. <laughs> huck it. <laughs> said, that was her hippie upbringing coming up. She grew up in some... <laughs> Huck it down to the doctor. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> This is a great place to end it. Guys, thank you. Success oh. or continued Always success. Thank, thank you. Yes, thank you guys. And uh, good luck, obviously, the rest of the week in Crash and Burn. People should come see it.